Welcome. This podcast is for women who believe that laughter is the best medicine and honesty is the best policy. This is the Mel and Kel Show. Join us each week as we share real conversations in real life as only girlfriends can do. Hi, I'm Melissa Webb. And I'm Kelly Hatcher. And together we are the Mel and Kel Show. We've been friends for a very long time. And I mean very long time. Long enough to know that life's ups and downs, well, they are best when shared with others. So join us each week as we talk about all things good and bad related to friendship, family, and everything in between. We are so excited to spend time with you. Well, hello, beautifuls, and welcome to the Mel and Kel Show. You are joining us this week on episode 128. And our title is, and wait some more. <laughs> if you joined us, <laughs> if you joined us in episode 127, uh, that one was titled, wait, 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 but we had so much to say, Cal, we had yeah. to have a part two. Yeah. I think wait is something that we haven't discussed. And as we started talking about it, it was like, wait, there's more. <laughs> Maybe that'll be part three. Wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have to tap out of wait after this one. Yeah, I I think we can cover it in in two. Um, So if you are just joining us this week and you didn't hear us last week, you may want to pop on over um, and listen to that one first. But I mean, it'll make sense either way. The thing that did happen over the week that I thought was pretty cool, um, we had mentioned how... You mean your birthday week? My birthday week. Whoop, whoop. Is there anything you want to say? I am younger than you. Uh, How old are you, Mel? I'm 55. I'm double nickels. You are double nickels and I am not. I am 54. So you are older than me. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know what? That sassy young whippersnapper in you sure comes out. Yeah. My throat sounds way. 79. I don't know what we're at. You know, my throat sounds so much better when I realize I'm younger than you. <laughs> so glad. Uh-huh, so thanks. Glad. Thanks. Uh, so last week when we were talking about this, um, we were mentioning how image is such an issue, especially for women. Thanks, Vogue magazine and Mademoiselle and Glamour. Cosmo. <laughs> you all messed us up, man. Um, so image has always been this issue and women who are overweight, which tends to be more so the issue for most, but also women who are underweight really struggle with being happy with how they look. And, um, a couple of our underweight friends actually thanked us for mentioning that. And I just want to give them a big hug and squeeze because we hear you like image is a thing. Totally get it. Well, I'm squeezing you too. I, I just think that we need to make sure that people understand that. I, I mean, I think of my sister-in-law and I know other people that we've talked to, they struggle with it and like finding clothes that are still really cute, but flattering when you are thin. And that's, you know, we're looking for clothes that, you know, don't make us look like we're 200 pounds sometimes. And, you know, they're doing everybody struggles with something and we need to acknowledge that as well. So I'm glad that people felt comfortable enough to reach out to us. 
I was also reminded of a very funny story where um, one of our girlfriends, I'll leave her name out of it. don't know that she'd appreciate me telling this on the podcast. Um, she had wanted to get some sexy lingerie for an upcoming anniversary. And so she went to Victoria's Secret and she is fairly flat chested. But she was like, you know, I never buy pretty lingerie because, you know, I just really don't know that it's going to look all that sexy on me because, well, basically I don't have boobs. <laughs> so she goes into this um, store and she has a really lovely young girl helping her. And she's like, so I want to find something really pretty, sexy, makes me feel really beautiful. She's like, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Here, let's try these things on. And so she's like, this one should look great on you. This one should, right. They're taking this whole selection of bras um, back to the changing room. And so my friend is trying them all on and none of them fit. And they're all like, I don't know, double A, triple A. They're like small. And she finds one that's so close. It's so close to fitting. She really, really likes it. But she would have to stuff it (laughs) even at this point. Shut up. (laughs) So she says to the very sweet girl, she's like, okay, this is the one. I really love it. I do feel really pretty and feminine. But please tell me you have it in one size smaller. And the woman says, I don't think so. We don't make anything smaller than what I've been giving you. Oh, ouch. And she just was like, oh, that it's it's just so hard. She's like, I feel like I look like a 12-year-old. Oh. Boy. Boy, like, don't, don't forget <laughs> the boy part. <laughs> yeah. Not only a 12-year-old girl, a 12-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. And so again, it's this thing. And she had a she has a great sense of humor and she laughed about it and she had told all of us about it. Um, and we all had a good laugh, but you know, it's just this thing where you want to look like the pretty women that yeah. are all over the magazines and the billboards and the TV shows and the. Well, it's more of I think nowadays social media. Social media, yeah, for yeah. sure. You're seeing like, people. Wow, so pretty. You know, there is a. Um, she's an entrepreneur, and um, she had a baby around six or eight months ago, and she always is being natural like she wears not even a sports bra but a, a like a bralette and then maybe some leggings and she's chunky like her, and obviously her boobs are big right now because and I assume she's nursing but maybe she's not I don't know but she's got roles and I she's always posting stuff and I just you know the first time I looked I was like wow like all balls out like you go girl And now every time I pass it, I just smile because it's like, you know what? You're comfortable in your own skin and you have a child and you don't even need a child to be comfortable in your own skin. If you're, if you're not a mom or, and you're overweight, like to be comfortable in your own skin is a huge obstacle for so many of us. So I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just say, I think that's the healthiest place to start is to just love how we look in the body that we have. And if you do decide for all the health reasons to 
you know, eat real foods and, and, you know, move and exercise and drink lots of water and get plenty of sleep. All the things we know are actually good for the human body. Right. If we're doing that just because it's good for our body and not because there's like this goal at the end that we're supposed right. to reach. Yeah. I think so. I think, I mean, you and I are at two different places in our life because I'm single and you're, you've been married for over 20 years to the same guy. So for me to think that, okay, you know, if I end up finding someone and hooking up and want to get, you know, naked and, you know, have some bling bling fun, like, am I going to be comfortable in my own skin when it's been so long since someone's seen me naked besides you <laughs> trying to help me in the hospital? but literally nobody has seen me naked. And to, to think that it's hard, it's a really hard challenge because you, your brain still thinks, okay, this guy's never seen me before. What if he doesn't like my saggy boobs or what if he doesn't like that? I have a role or I'm too thin. Like there's still obstacles when you're single and still dating. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's all, um, set up around the thought work, you know, the things we believe and, and, you know, it's easy probably for me to be on this side and say this. Um, but as someone who has seen you, I've seen you at various weights, you've seen me at various weights throughout, you know, our 30 years together. Um, you've always looked beautiful. You really have always looked beautiful to me. You know what? Um, Maybe we just need to be lesbians because I think I love you. (laughs) Thank you. That's all I needed. That's it. Let's go. Oh, my. (laughs) We don't have to have sex. We can just be be like girlfriends. (laughs) We are already girlfriends. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) We'll be good with just that. Um. But I mean, my whole point being like you put effort into how you look, you always have, regardless of the weight, you look cute, you look stylish, you do your hair, even if it's up in a pony and a baseball cap, like you, you, you take care of you, like you've got good self-care. And so honestly, it's that whole thing where if somebody truly cares about you and, right. you know, all who you are, those other things you know, that, that's, that's the minor stuff. Yeah. It is. And I, I think that's a huge point, Mel, is talking about like when you leave the house to spin that, like for me, I think I put my makeup on and it takes me, I mean, like today I went to Hobby Lobby and I put mascara on and that was it. And I brushed my hair. I brushed my teeth too, by the way. But I <laughs> literally like, there are some days that I will put more effort into it but I do like, if I go out, I, I try, you know, I'll spend a few minutes or, you know, 30 minutes putting myself together because it makes me feel good. And it's, right. I'm not doing that to impress you or some strange guy. I'm doing it because I feel, I feel good in my own skin. If I put right. a little effort into it. I consider it a form of self-care for myself. I don't, I don't get ready, get dressed, 
Greg wouldn't even care. He has often said, you know, you don't need to wear makeup. And I'm like, yeah, but I really love it. I love the colors. I love the shades. I love how it looks. It's just, yeah, you're beautiful. Yeah. So, so yeah, so kind of going backwards here, um, you know, we had actually, uh, or I had posted, I guess at one point I had seen this little saying and I really liked it and it said frustration is your mind's way of telling you change is needed. And I, I love this. I've loved this from a business standpoint. When I've gotten frustrated in my business, I've been learning that that's a sign that I need a system. If I'm getting frustrated because, oh, great, it's this month and I had this problem again, that frustration is actually a key, a clue to getting something better in place. But I think it's true if you look at yourself in the mirror or in a photograph, or maybe you're not even choosing to be in photographs, right? There are people out there that are like, I won't even be in a photograph right now. If you're frustrated with how you look, uh, we both want to suggest a change is needed. And You know, there's so many options out there right now. You can count macros. You can go to a program like Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig. Is Jenny Craig still out there? I don't know. Uh, I know know Nutrisystem is. Okay. So all those kinds of programs. If if you're frustrated with how you look and you want to go do a diet to change the way you look, Kelly and I would support you if that's what you wanted to do. For sure. But what we talked about last week, and we just want to give it to you as food for thought, is that diets long-term work for 5% of the population. You would never take a medication that only worked 5% of the time. Yeah, that 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 is shocking in itself, 5%. Yeah, yeah. So we're suggesting something different. Um, last year, when I was young, like Kelly, and I was only 54. Back in the um, good old days. Back in those good old days last week, um, (laughs) I had heard somebody talking about a diet and this switch flipped and I was like, I don't want to ever diet again. I just want to like how I look. I don't want people to tell me when I should eat, how much I should eat. Do I have to weigh my food? Right. Like, do I, uh, I was over it. So this past year, I've been doing this experiment and I have a couple of fun things that I want to share with everybody. And as promised from our last episode, Kelly left us with a cliffhanger hanger. And some of you are like, Melissa, you still haven't told us, did you lose any weight? And I'm intentionally still not telling you because it's irrelevant. Like that's the whole point. You guys, it's not about weight gain or weight loss. It's really not like I want our minds are so intrigued by that. Yes. And I will tell you at the end, but it's not the main point. Yeah. Um, so I have this funny analogy that I'm calling the gas station analogy. And I haven't even told Kelly yet. I can't wait. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm really weird when it comes. Well, probably to a lot, in a lot of ways, I'm really wait, weird. what? <laughs> I love analogies and metaphors and things like that. So I was thinking about how so often people are like, well, it's breakfast. I need to eat breakfast. Oh, 12 o'clock. It's lunchtime. I need to eat lunch. Oh, family dinner time. I certainly couldn't skip that. We have to sit down as a family and we have to eat like, right. I mean, where (laughs) did we get this, that it had to be so stringent. Um, And I thought about 
how, you know, how people will say food is fuel. So then I was thinking like a car also has to be fueled up when the tank is empty, but we don't drive around in our cars and at 8 a.m. go, whoa, it's already 8.05. I need to find the closest gas station. <laughs> like it's ludicrous, right? Who would do that? Right. And then you wouldn't be like, oh, it's 12 o'clock. I've only gone 20, 20 miles, but I better get back to the gas station. Right. And then when I'm at the gas station, when I'm at the gas station, I wouldn't be like, oh, goodness, should I get 87 grade, 89 (laughs) grade? Right. Like I, I wouldn't, I would, I would just pay attention to when the tank needed to be filled. And I wouldn't wait until it was almost empty because that would like make me nervous and like, I don't want to run out of gas. I think it's the same thing with food. It's like, right. don't wait now until I'm you're starving. Starve my, now I'm going to eat everything inside because I waited till I was starving to death. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. That's my gas station analogy. I like, like it. I like that one. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you're you. on so- a roll. The other thing that's helped. Oh, she has more. Folks, There's she's more. not done. <laughs> so that gas station analogy has helped because I have realized like, wait, am I really hungry? Because if I'm not really hungry, I'm not pulling into the gas station. Okay. Here's the second thing that really helps. <laughs> I started labeling why I was eating. And there was one of three reasons always. Okay. As to why I was eating fuel, right? Which is the ideal reason to eat. I'm like, that's key. Good job. But sometimes I would eat for fun. That's always a good one too. And sometimes I would eat by force. Okay. The first two, very obvious to understand, but force, like you're at my house and I'm cooking something and I'm like, come on, you have to try this like that. Exactly. Exactly. Or you go to, you know, a party and they're serving cake and you don't even really want cake and you're not even like hungry anymore because you probably already ate all the appetizers. And so they're like, it's so good. It's from this special bakery. You've got to try it. (laughs) And you know what? Go ahead and try it if you want. Like, this is what I want to be super clear about. The goal for me is not to only eat for fuel. What a boring life that would be. Way boring. Right? Sometimes I do want to eat because it's fun, right? It's a hot day and I'm like, boy, gosh, ice cream sounds so good. Let's find an ice cream spot. I want to have ice cream today. I'm not eating for the fuel, but it's summer and it's delightful and it's fun. And there's nothing wrong with it just to be aware of why you're eating. Um, and same thing with force. Like if, if your aunt Sarah is like crying cause you're not having seconds of her lasagna and you feel like it's just going to make her feel so much better if you have a small portion and you know, I'm just being forced to eat it, but I'm choosing to, which by the way, you don't have to choose that, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> or a whole other topic. I can tell you when um, you and I went to this Italian cute little place by my house, we walked over there and um, it was when I was able to eat better. And um, they brought out the bread with the oil and vinegar. Yes. And 
like I just went to town on it and you literally have one piece of bread, dab, dab, dab. And then you have your little bite. And then I ate the entire thing of bread. And then the guy comes and it's like, would you guys like another loaf of bread? And you didn't even give me a chance to say yes. You were like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait, that's my force. That was my force. Come back. I need my force. Yeah, I think that's why I like chips and salsas so much. They just sit there and they force yeah, themselves I can, on us. I don't need dinner. I, I have chips and salsa or I have bread with the balsamic vinegar like or uh, oil. Yeah, like oil and vinegar for sure. Yeah. So both of those, I just hope they maybe speak to somebody who's listening. Like, just be aware of like, why are you fueling up? Do you really need to stop at the gas station? And then when you eat, pay attention to why you're eating and just be okay. And if you're not okay with why you're eating, then don't eat it. If you're like, I don't want to be eating for fun. And then that could also be for drinking as well, Mel. So yeah know that a lot of people they've gained like the belly weight because COVID, you know, people started drinking a lot more. And so they carry it more in their belly and you're now really enjoying the wine or the other drinks. And so it it goes to the same place, but here's the thing. It goes under the fun category. It will never fuel your body. And, you know, there are people that might force you to have a drink. Hey, we're doing shots. Come on, shots for everyone. If you really want it, then you drink it. If you don't, you're like, no, tequila, blah. But (laughs) it goes the same way that drinking as well as eating is if you're looking at the fun or the force, be conscious of what you're you're choosing on those. I like that, Cal. I like that. And don't also... Um, forget that emotions can be part of that force. Like you're feeling bored. You could be like, whoa, why am I eating? My emotion of feeling bored is forcing me to want to go to the kitchen and find something to eat. That's not for fun. It's not for fuel. I'm feeling like I'm supposed to cover up this emotion I'm feeling. Just pay attention. Paying attention, I think is key. Those emotions are okay to have. We all have them. Yes. Just be bored. Go for a walk. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that somebody, one of the people that I listened to is talking about how, even if you're going to eat or overeat, eat real food. So like, you know, you want a snack at night um, and you, you're just like, it's going to be fun. I just need something tasty. Like rather than grab ice cream or Reese's peanut butter cup or Reese's peanut butter cup, grab a bunch of bananas. And just be like, okay, if you want to eat, eat real food, eat real food, eat this whole bunch of bananas. It will turn you off immediately to be like, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> and it gives your mind that moment to think like, I mean, cause nobody ever says like, oh my gosh, I could not put down the bag of carrots. <laughs> I just started one and it was one after another. And then the bag was gone. You should not one carrot left. I can do a bag of carrots with hummus. A bag and easy. That that is a <laughs> delicious snack to me. I'm like, oh man, that, and it fills you up. Yeah, right. that'd be a better choice probably than that Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> They're still in my cabinet right now, and I'm like, yeah, just thinking about it. it. Has a little salvation. Salvation. That's not the word. <laughs> Saliva is happening. <laughs> oh 
Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, so that was it. That those were the things we really wanted to touch on, friends. We just want you to um, pay attention to the eating that you're doing. Be okay with it, whatever it is. And if you're not okay with it, if you're frustrated by it, then be willing to change it. Come up with a new plan. I think the bottom line that Kelly and I would just if we, if we had a magic wand and we could make it happen, the whole point here is we would love for you to love the body you're in, to really pay attention to your thoughts, because here's the truth. I believe this thought and we are going to offer it to you. We're going to invite you to have this thought for your best fruition ever. We want you to flourish. Ooh, flourish. You, I love it. You can be happy and underweight. You can be happy and overweight. It is not the weight that is affecting your happiness or your joy or your love of life, unless you're letting it. And Mm. you have all that control. Unless you let it. I just want to repeat it because we have all the control, all of it. I love that. That was amazing, Mel. So as we close this off, though, you still have not mentioned how much weight you gained or lost in the last year doing your fun fuel or force? (laughs) I will tell everybody who is so curious. I will tell you it was hardly a movement in either direction, barely at all, but I did lose under five pounds. It's like 4.6 pounds, something like that super small. So basically I would say I pretty much just maintain the weight that I am without any dieting. Like to me, that was really great. Like I wasn't doing some temporary trial. I was just living my best healthy life, paying attention to things, having the best fun that I could. And you weren't on the scale all the time. You weren't checking your weight. And I think that's something that I had to get my scale out because of the cancer that I had to weigh myself like often, but I haven't weighed myself in the last few years just because I'd rather put clothes on and does it look good? Can I, can I button it? Is, do I have a muffin top that it hurts and I'm going to be uncomfortable? Like you get to decide what clothes are going to help you. And, you know, and I think get rid of the scale, the scales, the scale is the, it's like a demon. It can be very dangerous. Get it away from you and just look at your clothes. What clothes fit good? And yeah. what do you feel beautiful in? Like that's, that's the important thing. You know, I think next week we might talk a little bit about wrinkles as we keep <laughs> talking about things that are happening. I'm like, man, I've got the wrinkles in my neck now that I'm like, where did those come from? Well, you know what? We'll get rid of the scale and then we'll get rid of the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) That could be dangerous. All right. We're going to close out. We love you guys in the skin that you're in. We think you're beautiful, no matter if you're overweight, underweight, or the perfect weight. You are amazing just who you are. And we can't wait to see you on the socials. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with Mel or Kel, be sure to follow them on Instagram at the Mel and Kel Show, or you can find them on their website at themelandkelshow.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.